Klausi-Eisen, And a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined, as always, by Star Sport editor, Kieran McCarthy. For regular listeners and viewers of the Star Sport Podcast, you might notice that me and Kieran have been wearing the same clothes for three weeks in a row. But that is through the power of time travel. And, uh, times are tough, Joe. Yeah, times, times are tough. tough. Not time travel, no, times are just tough. So obviously we recorded several of these podcasts in a row because of summer holidays. And on today's show we'll be chatting to local soccer player James Hickey, who is following a different path to most who chase the dream in England by joining non-league side FC United of Manchester. James's story is incredibly interesting and his attitude is inspiring. I was sat in the room when he spoke to Kieran and I was in awe of him considering he's only 17 years old. Kieran James is a young man with his head firmly screwed on. He is Jack. He was a very impressive, um, very impressive interview to be honest with you um, for, for a 17 year old. Um, I was very interested in his story when I first heard about it just uh, to see a young fella here from West Cork head across channel to kind of suppose chase, chase the soccer dream um, and as a Man United fan myself just I was interested in the fact he's going to Manchester playing with FC United and James is also a Manchester City fan so there, there, there was that angle as well so um, he's a young fella who knows what he wants but he has um, like you said he's his head firm, firmly screwed on he's a, he's a plan in place for the next couple of years um, touch wood it'll all work out for him he, he's, a, he's a quite a talented soccer player he's been involved with Cork City before he was involved with Cove um, he's obviously played in the, the West Cork School Boys League here with, with Bantry when he was younger so he's some fella he's, well he's a fella who's been in the our soccer pages in the star for, for years and years and um, no, we wish him all the best as he chases the dream with FC United of Manchester who will be kicking off their season quite shortly and they're in the middle of pre-season now but before he jetted out to Manchester he joined us here in the studio we're delighted to be joined on the Star Sport podcast this week by James Sickey from Doris who is Heading off on an adventure across Channel, he's um, signed up to FC of Manchester, otherwise known as FC United. So, congrats on that, first James. Um, nice. Before we even start about the, the move to, to Manchester, let's have a quick look at as was where, where you came from first. Um, you started off with Bay Rovers, then there was Lakewood and Bell and Colleague, then Cork City under 17s and Cove. So, you talked to us a small bit about that, about your 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 route up so far. Yeah, so I started playing Bay Rovers when I was 12. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any club before that. I was playing on the lawn every day at the Jungfe. Went to Bay Rovers, had two seasons at Bay Rovers. And then I went to Kenny Cup at West Cork. The first, went down to West Cork trials in Clannacilty, under 12. And I had made it till Christmas and then got mm-hmm. dropped. And then under 13, I went down for trials and never heard anything back. And then under 14, I made the Kenny Cup team and drove on from there. And then I was at Kennedy Cup up in Limerick, mm-hmm. won the lake with manager seen me, so a few of us from West Cork went up. There was two fellows from Skibreen, Paddy Burke and Dylan Murray, and Shawnee Sullivan and from Adjigol, and there's a good lot of West Cork fellows mm-hmm. up. And then playing with Lakewood, it was actually John, John F. Kennedy from Skib, 
because lot to do with Cork City. All right. He got me a trial for City under 17s. Mm-hmm. I had the trial and then they invited me along for training because I was the year below doing yeah. younger year. I was training them for a good good while and then um, two years ago then when I was training at them I had a, a few years I always had a heart thing but mm-hmm. I never took much note of it and then it was getting worse and worse during games and I had to keep coming off and then when I was training at them I had a heart operation in September and I was out till January and then when I came back in January to start the new season at City Under 17s they came back in so I had to redo the operation I was out for another few months again and I was playing at City under Liam Carney for a few months and then transferred to Cove in the summer and it's Cove since a great club Oh great and stuff uh, because yeah. even even going back to, 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 to Lakewood like you were a two time player of the year there and you captained the team that's before you went to, to Cork City but talk to me about, about the heart um, the heart um, was the operation what exactly was that what was going on yeah, there it was the heart used to brace up out of nowhere you could mm-hmm. be watching TV at home and just bang and go you know, you won 16 minutes, five or six beats a second. It was crazy. And if, if it happened in games, you just had to keep coming off, so it was a bit of a hassle. But there was, there was I went to Jared Fahey, a cardiologist in Cork, and he'd, uh, he'd actually done the same operation on Clint Dempsey mm-hmm. over in America. And he said that other footballers, like David Seaman, the goalkeeper for Arsenal, and Ronaldo had it done when he was 14 as well. So there was a lot of professions that had it done is that a condition you're born with it or something you develop or it was he said it was an extra he said you know you have one cardiac muscle yeah he said I had a double cardiac muscle so it was mm. kind of too strong and it was making it go fast and how, how are things now is, is every, obviously everything's okay like is it something that could come back again or are you, are you over it now or oh I'm over I'm over it now well I still see a small thing every now and then but mm-hmm. just stay away from the coffee and monster drinks and stuff like that so, uh, yeah. so it's, it's obviously helped your diet so kind of you're yeah. uh, you're sticking to the good stuff but even there about Cork, Cork City um, before you went to Cove like Cork is a, a great tradition of helping I suppose, well of, of bringing through a lot of West Cork players like even Conor Ellis Denzel Fernandez, Mark Buckley was there for a time Ronan Hurley's, Ronan Hurley's there now from Skull and our, the underage teams have a couple of more involved so was that an important stepping stone for you? Oh it was a huge stepping stone it was a massive like from going to Bantry to Lakewood like I thought that was amazing and mm-hmm. to get the next step up again was even better like even because you're always looking up to Mark Buckley Denzel Ronan Connor mm-hmm. all those lads and for you, having to you as well is amazing like. it didn't take long then for uh, FC of Manchester to, to, to come along but before we talk about our FC United you're uh, and just for actually for just explain FC United. They were, they were founded in 2005 by Manchester United supporters who were opposed to the takeover of United by um, Malcolm Glazer, the American businessman. So FC United are on the go since since May 2005. Um, they're one of the largest fan. They are the largest fan-owned football club in the UK. Um, they have crowds of up to 3,000 at, at their first team games. So they're a, a fair, fairly big um, semi-professional club over in Manchester. So obviously, like I said, there, James set up by Manchester United fans, but you're a Manchester City supporter. So talk yeah. to me a small bit about that. How did you get afflicted with that? Yeah, so my my grandmother, she grew up in Manchester and my grandfather, and they were working over all their lives. Mm-hmm. And my grandfather in Mossside, he grew up near the main road, so he's going to all the old games. So when we were young fellas, he kind of breeded us up as City supporters. And uh, there was a lot, a lot of tough days when I was younger, not going to school the next day if we lost to United and all that. Because it's been the only Man City fan in the school, but uh, it's better nowadays. 
As I said, I'm a, I'm a Manchester United fan, and obviously the tables have turned in the last couple yeah. of years. You know, kind of City have gone from strength to strength, so it's already a good time to be a Man City fan now. Yeah, it's a great time. I had a few games during the year. I was at Southampton back in October, and after 20 minutes, it was 4 0. And then going to the Spurs game in Champions League, it was 2 all after 10 minutes mm-hmm. in the VAR. And it's like every game you go to is amazing. I was at the Leicester game as well, where company scored a screamer. So every game you go to is always unbelievable. You packed in a couple of highlights there into yeah. last season alone. Even <laughs> even that that game against Leicester and company got that goal. That's the goal you could say almost clinched the Premier yeah, League. And um, even that, but that that game, that Champions League game, was phenomenal. That was a yeah. Champions League second leg quarter final, and City thought they'd won it right at the end mm-hmm. with Raheem Sterling's goal. So what was that like? And where were you in the stadium when all that happened? Oh, I was behind the goal in the south stand, and uh, next to the Spurs fans. So when Sterling scored, we were giving it all to the Spurs fans. We thought we had it. <laughs> And then came up on the screen VAR and everyone the the change of emotion was unreal, like from the yeah. noise to just complete silence. It was there I I couldn't stay for the final was sending us out the door. <laughs> that's the that's the highs and lows of football captured yeah. in in sixty seconds. So let's talk so about FC United and how the move came about. Yeah, so Darren Murray he'd be a good friend of mine. He's a very, very good manager. He's only twenty two and he's on his A licence already. Mm-hmm. And uh I first met him after Kennedy Cup when I went to Lakewood and he was coaching me in the first year and I kind of stayed good friends with him since and he texted me back in October and he said to come over during the bank holiday while I was off school and do a bit of training to see what it was like mm-hmm. and I couldn't believe when I know the facilities and how bigger football is in England compared mm-hmm. to Ireland with the GA and the rugby and everything yeah. it's like it's phenomenal over there and uh, I really liked it and just the school hours over there and the football together compared to travelling up and down the cove, two hours up, two hours train, two hours down mm-hmm. with school. Whereas in Manchester, it's in the morning, two hours, school from 9 to 11, and then train from 12 to 2, and then you're off for the day, yeah. five days a week. So it's just, the setup was amazing. I went over to them, and I felt I fit in fairly well. The same, the same standard as League of Ireland. Mm-hmm. So I said to Darren, would I be mad to go over? Like, would it be crazy to leave school and go over? And he said, he said, he thought it was mad at first, but mm-hmm. when he thought it was better, he said, why not? So I said, might as well, you know, take the chance, go over. And um, just went over again in Easter and did another month of training and played a few games with them and got everything sorted out. And did they offer you, like, because you're going in so, like, just to explain, Darren Murray's from Kilmichael and he's uh, he's kind of the head coach of the under-17s over, is it? Yeah. With, 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 with FC United, so... You you played a couple of trial games when you went over the, the last time, and was it did they offer you a contract in, or, or how, how does it work? Like how did they actually kind of kind of sign on, on the dotted line? Yeah, no, I just said I said to myself that has interest because obviously they wouldn't think that I'd want to come over, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't be trying to sign me when I'm living in a different country. So I just said that I'd, I'd like to come over and do the education and get it done. They said they thought I was good enough, so they were interested, and uh, I was played a few trial games. Uh, we played we played AFC Fylde. Mm-hmm. They played Salford and we played them on the Wednesday and two or three of the youth players that were playing us played for Foyles Saturday against Salford at Wembley in the playoff final and just playing teams of that Stockport County, all those kind of crowds. Played them in a few games, played it against Bury College at, at um at Geek Lane, mm-hmm. Bury Stadium. So it's all those experiences is great. Because you're only 17 years old, James. I suppose, but for your development as a as, as a soccer player, football player, how important it is for you for, to, to go over now to FC United 
and you'd be involved in the under-19s over how important is it for you to kind of to progress and develop as a player and improve yeah it's, it's huge because like a lot of fellas in Ireland you know if you're travelling up and down to Cork and Cove and then if you don't make it one year you just have to go back down and play locally and mm-hmm. I, just, I wanted bad enough so I'm going to go over and give them a best shot and do the education along with it and work away and just enjoy it you mentioned the education there a few times yeah. now, and that, that that's quite important. So, how does that work alongside alongside playing for the club? Yeah, so obviously it's it's only about six hours of school a week. It's only English, maths, and sports. Mm-hmm. So you do that only those six hours, and after two years, then you can go into college after. And uh, I was actually I did trials for pass for soccer to go to America in scholarship, and I got accepted into that. Stephen Murray, he runs it. So, and I, I said to him, because I was going to finish sixth year and go over to America then, yeah. and I said to him that I was going to FC, and I found out the diploma that I was going to get in Manchester, and he said the two-year diploma that I get in Manchester will still qualify me for America. So after the two years in Manchester, I might even go to America for four years and do another degree over there or something. What are you, look, what are you most looking forward to about playing for FC United and even, even moving to Manchester? Just the... Uh, the kind of professionalism over there and mm. the way things are done. It's just, even when you're playing for Cove, it feels like you're so far away from your club. And then, like, every League of Ireland club is two or three hours apart. Like, I know in Dublin, they're every few miles, but whereas in England, in Manchester, there's Preston, Blackburn, mm. Wigan, City United, FC United, Salford, all so close. Just everyone lives and breathes football over there. It, it is a different culture there and I think people who haven't got over the Premier League g- games probably, or even English soccer games in general probably don't under- understand it's a, it really is a way of life for people over there for football people they, they do live for the weekend I know it sounds like a cliche yeah. but they, they live for their, for their club and especially a club like FC United which was set up by fans who were disillusioned with the, with the Glazers like these are really they're, they're really passionate football people so you're kind of going into an environment that you'll pro- probably love it's just it's football 24-7 and it really means a lot to them yeah, it's huge. Like I went to one of the FC United senior games and it was over. They're playing Alfreton Town, who wouldn't be a huge team like. Mm-hmm. And there's there's about two and a half thousand at the game. Like I couldn't get over. I was expecting a couple of hundred, and like I went into the terrace behind the goal, and it was just non-stop singing from start to end. And that's what made me fall in love with it even more to try to go over, seeing the crowds and the way the fans are and everything. And what was it like for a Man City fan to be wearing the red FC United jersey? Kind of. Yeah, well, I, I don't mind it because their their sponsor is actually O'Neill's, so it makes it feel some bit better. But the red isn't great, all right? The way colour is blue, so that's fine. But uh, I wear the city hat to training a lot, and the manager would be taking off my head and showing it at the wall. As, as as a seventeen year old moving to Manchester, is there, is there any bit of kind of is it more excitement or or fear or what what are you looking forward to the most about about getting over there and setting up sticks because you're you're going to go um live with, with darren for a bit is it you're gonna yeah. sit up beside the etihad which is handy too i suppose so yeah. <laughs> what is it about that kind of are you looking forward to it or what's 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 the emotion james yeah i'm kind of mixed with really, uh, younger brothers and stuff so i'm gonna try to get back and punch the can to them mm. and stuff like that but uh it's kind of i'm very excited because i suppose doing it differently, differently to what has been done before and stuff like that and just the way things are done over there it's very exciting but then same factor same time as it don't want to be coming home like you know in two years yeah. nothing happened but just give them a best shot over there what's your kind of your, your short term goal so 
Short term goal, try make the 21s mm-hmm. this year and maybe even get in a first team appearance. You were, t- you were saying there about the standard, like, you know, you obviously played those, those trial games earlier this year. Like, is it League of Ireland standards? Is, is, is it that high or is it even yeah, a bit higher? Or? It's, it's, very, it's very good, to be mm-hmm. fair. I was, su- I was surprised when I went over. Because mm-hmm. when you see 7 tier, you think, oh, it mustn't be great. But then when you go over and see the speed of the players, like, there's about 30 on the squad. And I'd say about 10 of them are from Manchester mm-hmm. and the rest are from Ivory Coast, Greece, Brazil, all over Europe and all over the world. And, like, oh, they all come... To, to get the education to speak English yeah all the Ivory Coast and all from Ghana and Nigeria all them and uh, just amazing over the culture kind of long term so you'd, you'd hope to kind of carve out a career in, 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 in football for yourself yeah well after two years with FC if I don't if I, don't, if I feel I'm not after getting high enough I'll just go to America do the four years over there and then build up the CV more and more I'm sure after two years in Manchester and four years over after having America and Manchester done all, I'll be 23 then. So I'll have a good enough CV built up and I'll see what I'll do then. You probably feel too it's an opportunity that, that you can turn down. It's the chance to, to, to play for like FC United, kind of kind of, kind of, of even develop more, learn more, kind of pro- progress your game in a country that's mad about football, in a, in a club that knows what it's doing. So like, you probably feel that you just couldn't, couldn't say no to this chance when it came along. No, I couldn't, no. And like, just everything about it is just perfect. Just the, the hours of education because I wasn't really a big fan of school in it, mm-hmm. and then obviously the travelling was huge going down to Cove, especially for Dad mm-hmm. with the farm and all that, and driving up and getting petrol every day. And whereas in FC, it's just hop on the tram, ten minutes on the tram for about two pound, and you're at training and home again. It's just so much easier. And and so even at that, even though it is Manchester, it's still very close to home. Hopping a plane, you're home in an hour, so yeah, it's, it, it's not it's not too far. Yeah, so I think going to Manchester, I'll probably be home more than if I was in Dublin because I think you have one hour drive to the airport and one hour on the plane instead of four hours driving. So yeah, it's not too bad. What your friends thinking about you heading off, kind of seeing the world? Yeah, they are too bad. I said they'll be heading off to college anyway, so mm-hmm. grand. Oh, great stuff. Claire James, thank you so much for coming into the no studio worries. today for, for a chat about your ventures. But I want to wish you the best of luck. I know you're shooting off soon. You've, you've pre-season and there'll be league games before you know it. So yeah. very best of luck and we'll check in with you throughout the season. Right. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening to the Star Sports Podcast. Don't forget to pick up this week's Southern Star featuring our award-winning sports section that has everything a sports fan in West Cork could want. Available every Thursday in shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world. The Southern Star, number one for sport in West Cork.